Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to Divorce Not Dead. And this episode is on transitioning. If you had told me it would be as good or as easy as it is, I probably wouldn't have believed you. And I know it's really hard because when you have two adults with lives, I mean, especially when you get to 45, I mean, you know, I am actually amazed how many girlfriends I know that have had two or three marriages. I'm like, how the fuck do you move on that quickly and make it work? It's really difficult. I don't know really had Sergio not been this young, whether it would be possible for me to have made this work as easily as it has. Because I sometimes I bet bed and look at like a think to myself if he was 50 or, you know, what all of you lot think society thinks that I should be with a businessman who's in his 50s or 45, he would have had three kids or whatever else. I mean, the thought of walking around with six children towed behind me, three of whom probably aren't mine, is just horrifying. I can't, I can't think of anything worse, to be honest. I'm so stretched with my own three who demand so much from you daily. And you've got to understand that, you know, that they're individuals, you know, just sort of packing them off on a trip doesn't work or sending them out for the day. They don't want to do it together. And at the end of the, the, each day, they want to download on you. So just as you've finished your day and you're exhausted and put your feet up, each one of them comes in and demands independent attention. Not to mention just the logistics of three children. You know, three, my kids won't eat the same thing when they go to school. It's a nightmare. My ex-husband, it's so funny. I mean, bless his little cotton socks. But I mean, even the way I grew up, if I think about it, yes, we did have family meals. We really did. We all sat together. But I think, you know, Jem, bless him, had this amazing view of if we were still together, we would still be every, you know, every night having these family meals, talking to each other, asking each other what we did, asking questions, looking interested. And, you know, the children would be in knickerbockers and it just doesn't work like that anymore. It's not me. It's always easy to put the blame on somebody else. You know, you're too, you're too lax and you're, you know, you're, because you're so busy, you don't really, you can't focus on the children, but I can assure you no matter where they are. And okay, maybe they do with their dad a little bit more. They sit a bit easier than they do with me, 
But, you know, genuinely, mine turns into a total shit show. I remember one day, what was it, Zach? Zach touched Aaron's chicken wing with his elbow. Well, that was it. All hell broke loose. And we ended up in hospital because he actually cut the oxygen supply off to his body, was hyperventilating so much because he'd lost his piece of chicken. I mean, I don't know if this happens to anybody else. I can't be the only one. I really can't be the only one. It's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. I now have to separate their chairs. I do everything I can. Barb cook three individual meals too because they won't, they don't eat the same thing. It's so hard to remain married or to remain a family today that, you know, anyone that gets through it, it's not like I saw this young boy and just trotted off, but genuinely marriages really suffer through bringing up children. It's so hard. The pressure on you as a family or the embarrassment if they do something wrong when you go out, it it can blow up the best of relationships. Any of this can. It drives you insane because invariably what happens is if you have a stricter parent, somehow the children do tend to manage to get through that day with that parent. And then when it comes to you, they don't. Or if they're together, it just dissolves into some giant family fight. And it's always as a parent, I, I see it so often and it, happen, it happens to me all the time, you get blamed for it. Like I was sick of taking the blame for my children's behavior, you know, at a dinner table or with us or just, you know, the general fighting between each other, the jealousy between each other. If I buy one thing for one, the other one, all three have to have it. If I, if I bought all three of them, I'm spoiling them. If I'm spoiling them, you know, they're not learning or earning anything, you know, how much not really being flexible with their times, you know, like my ex is really, really rigid with everything they do, which is, which is, I have to say, probably better than what I do, but sometimes a day may change, right? I don't know. They've booked every single Saturday to go and play tennis. And I love that. And I'm, I'm really into it and they should be doing a sport, but then their best friends has a birthday party. What are you going to say? No, you can't go to the birthday party. It's like saying Christmas is canceled. You can't do that. Sometimes you just have to be flexible. And I think what I've learned is, you know, what I was thinking about when I was going through my mind, like, am I insane to be going out with someone 18 years younger than me that hasn't even started his life, right? Or, you know, should I be with someone more grown up? But then how does that work? Like, how do you do holidays? It's stressful enough with three children, you know, if you've got another family and invariably, look, it's all lovely. It doesn't matter how lovely the other parent is. Invariably, it's a really hard thing to do to transition two families to work together because, you know, the kids manipulate situations. Obviously, children always want their parents to stay together and get back together. And so, you know, it's in their interest to trip one of us up or to to manipulate situations to go back. I mean, my sons were always asking me if I was going to get back with daddy, but not in a way like, more in a way of like, they didn't understand who Sergio was, whether he's a friend or is he really staying, you know? And I think Sergio's now at this point really proved to them he's staying. So that's, that's all good. But, you know, I do believe that children just, no matter what, they just need the stability, right? Sergio has given them the stability maybe because he's younger. So he's not, you know, he's not traveling anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's in my house. He is with me 24 hours a day. He has time and energy for them. Maybe that a 50 year old wouldn't have done. Again, I'm not telling everybody this is the right right relationship for you. I'm just saying that open your minds to something that's different because, you know, generally older men can't 
really, well, I mean, it's funny because older men with kids, they want the younger woman without the kids, right? Because they've got the kids and they don't want to have more kids. So then the younger woman doesn't actually work for them because she does want kids. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a conundrum, which, which way to go. I'm in that space now because obviously Sergio will want a family. I managed to get him down to, you know, just one and he deserves one. Everybody deserves a child. I can cope with that. But, you know, that's what happens when you date younger. Um, but if you date older, then you get all the problems and the ex. You know, Sergio has to deal with, you know, an ex-husband all the time. You know, that's never going to go away. We're just actually discussing a ski holiday in February, which will all probably go on, right? So, and that's just how it's going to be for the rest of our lives, which is actually nice that they've both accepted that now. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss Bonafide. Bonafide provide an alternative to effectively relieve any symptoms that accompany hormonal fluctuations within your body. Us women really deserve relief without compromise. I'm sure many of you women that are approaching menopause can relate to this and all of these symptoms. So if you are suffering from vaginal dryness or PMS symptoms or menopausal hot flushes at night, then these are the products for you. We have Ristella, which helps with enhanced sexual satisfaction. Rivari, which is relief from vaginal dryness. So if any of you relate to any of these, it really is the right product for you because they are hormone-free and there's no prescription required and they have provide real relief without compromise. Yes, real relief without compromise, which is what we all want. So to get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com and use promo code DND. That's hello B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E.com and code DND for 20% off at checkout. My friend has used these and I mean, obviously we're getting a little older ladies and she absolutely loves them because again, she didn't want to go the medical route and this was, you know, a more natural way to achieve the same outcome which is what we all kind of want in the end, isn't it? I hope this helps. That's hello, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E.com and code D-N-D for 20% off checkout. I hope this helps all us ladies out there. Let's get back to the show. So where are we now? We really are in a much better place. I have to say the jokes have stopped about Sergio's age. I think... If my ex is completely honest, you know, Sergio is a much better deal for him than an older guy who may or may not say, we're not going on holiday with you. No, you fucking can't come over for dinner. You're not seeing your ex because I can go over to dinner with Jem whenever I like. The downsides for him, I think, are a lot less. You know, he's got the energy to do stuff. Jem is now moving into a new home like here in Dubai. So the kids were going to do much more of a routine than we've done before. I think, you know, that that's going to change a lot of things too, because the children have been kind of doing whatever they want at the moment with them doing three days with him and four days with me or, you know, and it's a lot of back and forth. We're actually beginning that transition now where we're going to start to do one week, one week. But they've got used to the great thing in this time because, you know, um, we didn't know how it was going to work, that they've got really, really used to Sergio. So it's not so much of a, 
you know, him against us or like, you know, is Sergio leaving? They've understand he's staying. The wedding is coming. I can't believe I'm saying this. We're getting married in less than 12 weeks, people. You know, and if you told me I'd be married, I mean, I met Sergio when he was 24 years old. It's absolutely nuts. And, you know, and that's what I want to put out there. I actually see it. So don't worry. It's not like I'm, you know, this loony old person that doesn't see it. I see it, but it actually works. He's the yin to my yang because... I couldn't have someone telling me always what to do. Sergio's a sponge with my work. No matter what, my brand is increasing with him because people I think are so fascinated to watch how we work and if this can work, because if it can work, this you know changes a lot of things for a lot of people, I think. And what does working look like? You know, my daughter and Sergio's relationship is so interesting and so sweet because actually I think she found a friend too. You know, like he'll he'll put things up in her room for her, you know, Yesterday, I don't know, she needs things from the shop. He goes and gets them for her. He's so kind and so easygoing. The boys get up in the night, they need water. He'll go get it. An older guy I don't think would do that for somebody that's not their kids. You know, I think it would just annoy them that we have to sleep with our door open. We have absolutely zero bloody privacy. It is literally hilarious. And if by chance we manage to shut it for five minutes, trust me, they somehow hear it creaking and come back and run it open. We have gone from being carefree when we dated and running around to obviously moving into a home where he's got three kids now, pretty much, and a life where, you know, it's not carefree anymore. You know, he has to think about their feelings. Once a week, my son sleeps on our floor or, you know, Sergio used to actually move downstairs um, and let him sleep in my bed with me now. And we've progressed to him on the floor and us in the bed, which is really nice because, you know, there is a certain amount of time that, you know, it's... Sergio gets kicked out of his bed for my son. Now now we've got to the place where we can all be together, where it's not weird. You know, he's on the floor and on a mattress and we have movie night and it's wonderful and I love it. And, you know, I wouldn't change any of this. Aaron and him have really bonded. I think Aaron really loves him. It, it's, um, you know, it's very sweet to watch. It's very sweet to watch. They do things together. He gives them time because he has time. You know, I think so many of us are sort of on this like crazy, crazy treadmill of life, which, you know, we build for ourselves. And I'm actually, I'm getting anxiety about it again, because I can't tell you what's about to come up in my life. But, you know, I not only is my work off the charts, but I'm building a hotel or trying to. I have this podcast. I'm the face of many brands. I'm getting married. And then I've got to move house. I mean, you know, it's so funny because I told you all on another podcast that I had this giant law case, which has just ended eight years of my life of stress. I'll do a podcast on what it was about because it's very interesting for women in business and I will, I will get there. But what I do think is it's what's so interesting about this is that, you know, I sort of vowed to myself and I remember lying in bed going, well, you know, I've just created this beautiful, easy life for myself. I have the most beautiful, kind, loving boyfriend on the planet. And I think those of you that watch us really do know how authentic and sweet and kind Sergio is. And, you know, and he puts up, by the way, my head spins off because I do stress and he puts up with that. And he, he also rolls with the punches. He doesn't take it seriously, which I think an older man can't do. They can't laugh at themselves. They can't just go, okay, she's having a bad day. Maybe she got her period. Let me leave her alone for an hour. She'll be fine. And that's what a young guy does. That's what he does. He just knows what battles to pick and which is not not to do. But anyway, we're actually building so much together and it's really, really fun because I think I'm going to become a lot more successful because I have Sergio as my backbone and the person that wants me to succeed. He wants to see me on a billboard. He wants to see 
all of these things. And as much as, you know, Sergio likes the limelight, he's super happy to sit behind me on my train, which is so cute. So I actually want him, you know, to be, I want him to be front and center. I want him to do well. I want him to grow as a person. He will, you know, he really will. And I think a lot of us forget how young Sergio still is, you know, but I think the funny thing is, as I was saying, you know, I've just finished my eight year court case and I was thinking, God, what am I going to do now? You know, I'm so used to being battered by lawyers every Friday or somebody's lawyer or whatever it is. And like literally losing my shit for the weekend that I was like, oh, I can, I'm just going to be a lady of leisure now and just, you know, do my influencing and do the podcast and all these things. But, it's, you know, it's, it comes easy to me. I love it. Like, I mean, I really enjoy what I do and it's not so stressful and I, you know, slowly have my my team here i've only got you know six employees now so it's, it's not huge you know what i mean it's not an empire and then off i go and decide to well sergio and i decide to go and build a bloody hotel now and i'm looking at it going what am i doing i'm going exactly back into these massive things where i have to raise shit loads of money loads of stress with probably investors and i'm you know waking up with anxiety again but maybe i'm mistaking the anxiety for adrenaline and I think that maybe I'm just an adrenaline junkie. It is just the next thing for me because I can't sit down. I don't want to sit down. And I don't know whether it would make me curl up and die in some way. I don't want to be a housewife. I never did. So, you know, I think I've come to terms with that. But it makes me so proud to do these projects, I suppose. I hope it's not just ego, but I think it just it just drives me. So I'm never going to be that stay-at-home mother for the kids. So I think the point of this whole transitioning thing is you're never going to do it right. There are different ways. And I've got so many girlfriends that have done it so many different ways. You can take it slower than I did. Absolutely. And I don't know if I did it the right way. I think I just got a giant bandaid and ripped it off. But I do feel like my friends that took it slower, they have exactly the same outcome, just another year down the line, which only really affects the relationship you're having with your lover, your boyfriend, the guy that you want to be with. Because girls, if you know that you want to be with the guy, it's not going to change other than it's very hard for them to wait. It's very hard for a man to stand on the sideline and wait for you to sort of put everyone else's feelings first. Because, you know, at the beginning, you want to put your ex-husband's feelings first because you know you, you feel, and your children, right? Because you feel responsible and you feel guilt. Guilt, it doesn't serve anyone doesn't serve the children, doesn't serve you, and it doesn't serve your ex-husband. Because in the way, the guilt makes you do things which makes could give hope or could give the wrong message that maybe, you know, maybe it could work out later. I think baby steps was like, people always go, let's separate first and, you know, see how we feel in six months. Well, that's like a safety net, isn't it? That gives you, I've seen people go out, then, you know, it gives you free reign to go and have a bunk with whoever you want for six months, which by the way, not against either. I, I do feel like sometimes that can be the right thing to do for those people and then come back and you realize that maybe the grass isn't greener for you. And, you know, you've been out there, you've played a little because a lot of us, you know, of my generation anyway, we got married very young. And so maybe it's good to just, you know, I don't know, you have single boyfriends, girlfriends, and they go around, they've been dating off the charts and you feel like you're missing out. So maybe it's good to make sure that you're, that you realize you're not missing out or you are, and you met someone else. And if you meet someone else, then, you know, it really was dead anyway. You know, I think the funny thing is about where we are now and the transition of where I've got to is I've become really good business partners with my ex. And if I was honest, that's where we got to at the end anyway. We were both doing our best to sort of dance around each other in the house and make sure we didn't sort of 
do anything together, I suppose, that, you know, that's what you are, roommates and business partners, because running a family is another business. You know, you have to be a tag team in a way, like even now on the weekends. So we have two drivers between us. He has one, I have one. And on weekends, one of them is off, right? So we tag team and I go, okay, mine's on, yours off. We make sure our schedules work the same way so that there's always someone covering the children to take them somewhere so that our lives can be, you know, more relaxed. So we work, I think two households need to uh, work as a team. His housekeeper is now coming to stay at my house to learn how to do school lunches because I was doing them every morning and send them sending them over to him. But now he is moving to another area. I need to train his housekeeper to do all these things so that actually on my days off, and I think this is really, really important, they really are days off. At the beginning, again, I think with the guilt, you don't want to break up the family, right? So I'm going back to here. So you don't want to break up the family. So you feel guilty. So you do things you necessarily wouldn't. So I was doing um, the washing for everybody, Jem, the kids, everyone, right? That was, I told you, a disaster because then the, my boyfriend's washing was getting mixed up with their washing, going to their clothes. It was just, you know, it doesn't work. Anyway, so I fixed all that, did that, got the house all nice for them. But the house wasn't ideal. It was just close to us, but it wasn't ideal. There wasn't enough rooms for the kids. So then, you know, they were sharing. So clearly a lot of their clothes are at my house, then, you know, getting used to the back and forth and packing what they need. And then, you know, is it two sets of clothes? Do you get two gaming stations? Cause my house has the gaming station, does his house, they have the gaming station, all of these kind of things that they want. Like in my house, they all have their pets. Now my ex's house, he can't have pets. So, you know, all of this, getting the homes comfortable so that they want to go to each. So that it's not one good house and one bad house, right? just making that transition easier of things like mealtime. So I do menus now and we, so every day after school, so obviously my ex goes to work. So I have more help here than he does. So every day after school, they were coming back to me, then going to him for dinner, which means really I was seven days a week every day. So I never got a complete break. And I think sometimes once you've once you've done this, and if you do have time with your boyfriend and you do have a new boyfriend, you also, we consider our old family so much more than the new family, right? And at the end of the day, I forgot that Sergio is just as important in all this as my ex. It's kind of like you put your ex-husband before your boyfriend. And I know I did that in the beginning because I was always considering his feelings because I felt so guilty that I had Sergio and I wasn't considering Sergio's feelings. And actually I've realized now Sergio does need to have his feelings taken care of too. Now I, I realize that Sergio needs a couple of days. He is young and he does love my kids, but he does need a couple of days where the kids don't just walk in to our bedroom, where the kids aren't being dropped off at after school at my house and where he just gets my full attention. Because even when I'm, when he's alone, he doesn't really get my full attention. My phone is going. I do 57 jobs. I, I, I do this podcast at night. My guests on this podcast come in at like 10 o'clock at night. So you can imagine our life um, and he, he's just been slid in. And so I think girls, the important part or the thing is there's never enough of us to go around because if you don't make the transition quick and sharp and just go, look, this is how it's going to be. You, me, you, the girl loses out because instead of being fully in anything, you're a third in everything, which means you're not very good at any of it because your ex-husband hates you because, well, I mean, it's just, that's life when you get divorced, isn't it really? Kids hate you because 
they, they want to stay with you, then, you know, sometimes you have to push them to go to your dad's or the boyfriends at home. It was always between them and Sergio kind of thing. Actually, always between them. There was only one of them that had a real issue. So he always wanted to have dinner with me alone, dinner with me alone, a shopping day alone, a movie night alone, you know, away from the other kids, away from Sergio, away from everybody. Right. And that's really hard to do when you've got three kids. Imagine if you have to do three alone dates every single week. It's just not possible. As much as you love your children, it's not possible to give them that all the time. You know, three separate dinners with, but I get it. Maybe, you know, I'm learning now to maybe do a weekend, like a shopping day every, you know, couple of weeks with with one of them and rotate them so they both get your attention. Because also Yasmin's a teenager now. She needs my attention and she'll be gone soon. I'm also building a house. I, you know, I've, I'm finally building a home here for us. I've realized I'm not leaving for a bit. So, you know, it's so hard. But what I'm, I think I'm trying to say is that it doesn't really make it easier by spreading it out and going slowly for the children. Because I always think, I do think that maybe the slow confuses them or they mistake it for you being unsure. And I think we all are unsure. I mean, you know, I, I certainly didn't go, okay, look, kids, here's your new dad. I was sure, by the way, that if I didn't make it quick, I wouldn't be able to keep Sergio. I was sure of that because he had moved. It wasn't like he had a life in Dubai. He didn't. He moved here for me. His life was in America. So if I didn't make a commitment and a big one to him, he was going to go back. You know, I can't expect him to move here, rent a house, have no friends, and then see him one day a week. How was that going to work? It doesn't. He was super generous with his time and me. He was also away from home, away from his family, feeling insecure and wondering, by the way, if I go over to my ex's house, was I going to go back back to him? Which is another thing, a fear that men have, you know, that they can wait on the sideline while you transition your home and take care of yourselves. And maybe you you decide you've made a mistake and go back to your ex, your family, which is completely fucking possible, right? Of course it is. And fair enough to worry about. It's so important that you manage these relationships and yourself because in all of this, you still have anxiety. You still feel guilt. You still feel, you know, all of these natural things that mums feel and you don't want to hurt your children. And, 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 and many times, you know, you look at your family and you go, oh gosh, maybe I you know, should have tried harder. But, you know, as someone who's now fully through it, I do worry sometimes that I didn't try harder at the end. I didn't. I just had made up my mind, right? Because in my head, I was like, I'm not sure how you reinvent the wheel. It is fundamentally, the reasons that we broke up are fundamentally who we are. You know, forget any bad behavior, forget nasty things said, take all that aside. And even if I went to therapy for the rest of my life and with him and we did couples therapy, we are different humans. He wants someone to do Shabbat dinner every Friday. He wants someone who cooks a beautiful family meal and organizes all that for him. Somebody who packs and is just, I don't know, a wife, wife, if you, you know what I mean. It's, I'm not putting it down to one specific thing, but being, you know, a proper wife. And I'm somebody who I'm out. I get up and I'm out. I'm out the door. And I'm, you know, I'm working with men the whole time. Like, Right now, I'm working like a dog, but in the man's world all the time. And I come home and I guess I'm I'm just not like that. I, I'm not going to... I mean, I can just about get Christmas and birthdays and all that organized, and I do. But I have a secretary who does that for me. You know, it's like, because I'm so busy. Now, I'm not saying that's not me. 
you know, I, I did that to myself, right? But it is fundamentally who I am. It's who I am. It's like how I breathe. It's how I function. You know, I need to be doing these things to feel alive. Otherwise I wouldn't do them, would I? Because I've, I've sort of analyzed that too. And you know, my ex doesn't want a wife on a billboard. He just wants a normal wife. He wants the stability, not someone who's doing cartwheels and traveling to the States every two minutes to do a t- you know, TV show or you know, a radio show at night. And I understand that. I can't fault him for that. I can't fault anyone for that. I think, you know, did I make a fast decision? I did. But if I'm honest, I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I think if it was there already, I think I thought to myself, I can either lose Sergio and lose the best thing that's happened to me by it being indecisive or take the decision that really I've been trying to take for quite a long time, you know, um, but I was too scared to. And I kept trying, as I say, to put a circle into a square, you know, Jem is a really fun guy, really fun guy, but not with me because I'm the mother of his kids. I have so many people that come up to me and go, oh, love him, love him. And I'm like, I do too. But I'll never get that side of him, unfortunately. Because when we get together, we have schools to talk about, houses to talk about, universities. We've got to go and do a university tour with Yasmin. We're game on busy. We're like, you do this, I'll do this. You take this side, I'll take that side. So actually I said to him, you know, right now we're in such a good place that we have the best of everything. You need the, the, the driver, take him. You want to come for dinner? Come over. He asked me to go skiing with him. Absolutely. Because he can't ski with three kids without me. So we'll all go. No problem. So we're a support network for each other now, except, you know, it's been hard. Where is the outcome? We work as a team. And actually this team with all of these people, it's working and it works quite well. You know, he wants to quickly go away. He has a party to go to. I don't know, go go and visit a girlfriend. Can, you know, can you take the kids tonight? hundred percent, send them over. That's all I ever say. Yes, I'll do it. No problem. And generally, if he can, he does too. So would it have been easier on the children? I don't know. We're two years in now and we're just coming out the other side. My children are standing next to me while I get married. My son is asked to be best man. My daughter is my bridesmaid. I don't really think I could have a better outcome. Sergio and I are the happiest we've ever been. Do we have ups and downs? Absolutely, of course we do. I'm a very difficult person. He's stepped into a very big life. Does he love every minute of it? Pretty much, yes, he does. Because there's never a dull moment. Is Jem better off without me? And is he coming through that side and seeing it? Yeah, yes, he's dating. He's having a wonderful time. And, you know, but he still has me. So we have the relationship we had before, really, except we're both happier people when we're we're not there. You know, if we need each other, if I need him, he's my first phone call. I pick it up. I don't worry about it. He doesn't wait six days to call me back. He calls me back within 30 seconds, vice versa. That's it. So did I do it the right way? Who the fuck knows? I don't know if anyone's got the rule book to divorces. Do I think that we've come out this pretty unscathed? Yes, I do. Do I think that I'm a beacon for a lot of women around here? Yes, I bloody do, because I get so many messages from you. How did you do it? I did it just by looking forward. I never looked back. And I, you know, sometimes that's my guilt. Should I have looked back and gone, you know, should I have made this work? But actually, no, I shouldn't, because we were killing it a part of each other and, you know, making each other miserable for things that were so small. 
it, they weren't big things, but it was every day and it wore at each other. You know, it's like, it's a look. It's a like, oh, it's a like, you do nothing right. You start telling each other little, you know, horrible things every day. So you, you know, it's never about the big one fight. Fuck the big one fight. Who gives a shit? We can all get over that. It's the little things. It's the buildup. It's just you, the breakdown of each other's personality, the breakdown of your character, the breakdown of who you want to be, someone clipping your wings, telling you, no, you can't fly. You know, and I think from going to boarding school and all this, I'm sick of being told no. I'm 45 years old. This is it for me. I don't get a do-over. I make enough money now. You know, I'm successful. Why? Why do I have to have someone tell me yes or no? I don't. And that's it. And I think marriage has become this control thing. And it shouldn't be that. Sergio and I are partners. We're best friends. We giggle all day. I don't think anything I could say could make Sergio roll his eyes. Yes, he might go, oh, no, she didn't. But he doesn't go, oh, fuck, you know. So, I mean, I can't really give you advice on how to do it. All I can tell you is it doesn't get easier by prolonging it. I don't think it's an easier transition for children. I think children are resilient. I think if you show them that this is what's going to happen in a very clear, defined way and let them be part of the process, which is what I did. Like, you know, if they wanted to come home, they came home. It wasn't like I said, you're going for one week to dad's from the minute and you're never, you can't come home in the day. Absolutely not. I'm like, if you feel like coming home, come home. Your bed's open. You know what I mean? You want to go to dad's, go to dad's. Luckily, we, as I said, we live next door to each other. So it was so easy for them. But you don't, you want to sit with Sergio. You don't want to sit with Sergio. However you want to deal with it. But Sergio's here to stay. And I'm, I, I defined every relationship around me and made it very clear. Was it hard? Absolutely. But was it worth it? Completely. So thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. I hope this... Um, gives you a little bit of insight. I, you know, I, as I've said before, I don't really hear myself speaking, but so I can't understand my train of thought, but this was what I went through. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 